Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derek Stevenson. And on today's episode, I got a special guest friend of mine, one of the biggest Louisville Cardinal fans that I know. And today, we're going to talk about Kenny Payne and whether he deserves to be fired or not. But first, let me uh, introduce y'all to my man, Sean Gurdon. Sean, what's good with you, brother? What's going on, Derek? How you been, my man? Oh, man, I ain't doing that great. Uh, my cats just lost to Kansas. Um, I'm not going to make no excuses for us. I don't want the moral victory. Uh, I'm probably going to end up doing a show later tonight where I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But right now, we got to talk about your Cardinals, man. So first off, um, just in general, how do you feel about the state of the program? It's not good. I mean, it just isn't good. The morale is bad. I mean, the Yum Center the other night when they played Chattanooga, I heard it was like 6,500 fans in an arena that hosts 22,000, you know, people. Um, the fan base has turned on Kenny. Even the Kenny supporters, you're not hearing that anymore. So it's, I mean, you know, you've had 30 six games so far and you got five victories and so that's it's not a good thing we got Louisville football right now that's right. the only thing that's really keeping the fan base engaged because basketball is really in a bad place yeah and actually I was shocked because I figured y'all might turn the basketball program around quicker than y'all did the football program but the football program seems to be on the rise. Um, I can't wait to see what happens when we play y'all. Um, but this is the crazy part. You said it was 6,500 people. And that's wild to me because usually it floats between Kentucky, Syracuse because of the um, arena or stadium, I guess, if you will, that they play in. Right. Um, and then Louisville. So one of those three teams usually always leads the nation in attendance. And along with that, Louisville is actually one of the um, top leading programs as far as merchandise sale. I think they uh, once upon a time they had one of the biggest TV market shares. Um, so to see the program falling from grace like that, uh, do you think that because of the money that they probably losing when you count ticket sales, you count um, parking, you talking vendors with merchandise uh food That's and right. beverage sales yeah everything do you think that kenny has to be fired this year you know i think there's was a sentiment even before the year obviously it was like let's see what happened and then you lose to kentucky wesleyan you know you barely beat you know umbc or whatever it is uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore. Um, you know, you had to have a miracle play at the end. And, you know, I, I didn't watch the Chattanooga game, but I remember checking it, you know, at halftime on my football game. And they're down 20. And, you know, they end up losing by 10. And it's just like you was going to give Kenny the benefit of the doubt because I think there was there is talent on his team. And, you know, he has some missed up with the media. You know, in his post game show with Kentucky Wesleyan, he said that you know you can't win uh, games uh, just at talented team. Now he came back, you know, four or five days later and tried to clean that up. But 
you was like, you're Louisville. You should be at least be, a, be able to out-talent Kentucky Wesleyan. So, you know, he has made some mixed up there. It's been the same song, song and dance when he's has spoken to the media. And, I mean, even the people who was Harley and Kenny, you know, in his camp and supporting them, it's hard to support them right now. Um, initially, how did you feel about it when they announced him or even when they were just speculating him being the next coach at the time? You know, I was a little excited because, you know, here's what I said about, you know, college basketball. If North Carolina could hire anybody except for Hubert Davis, you think they would have? You know, if Duke could got uh, a Jay Wright or uh, uh, Brad Stevens or somebody like that, you think they would have? I mean, you know, you follow college basketball probably more than I do. Who are the new stars? Who are the new Rick Patinos and John Calipari's and Roy Wynn? Who are those upcoming coaches? Who are they? Um, right now, I'd say um, most of the, the coaches still led by the old guard. Um you might have a few up and comers, but mostly when they talk about the best coaches, they still talking about that same group of guys. They talking about Calipari. They talking about um, Bill Self, Tom Izzo, uh, the usual suspects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but, but you know when they when Louisville hired Chris Mack, and I said this at the time, if any of the Blue Bloods had an opening up, Chris Mack would have been on top of that list for what he did at Xavier. He, he would have. And Louisville happened to be open at the time, and he took the Louisville job. It didn't work out. I still think Chris Mack's a pretty good coach. It was circumstances that sent that into disarray of him being suspended for the first couple of years, COVID. I mean, if COVID didn't happen, no telling how different this program would be. Um, but it did. It is what it is. Chris Mack decided to leave. Um so he left. So I was excited for Kenny Payne. Um, and then when the NCAA basically came back and said, look, this whole thing is over with the Brian Bowen thing that went on for almost six years. You know, Louisville had that cloud over them for six years. Right. And so that's gone. And so we was kind of looking forward to this season. And he's got some good transfer. He's got some good freshmen. But then they play the same way they did last year. Um, when, when he was at, you know, obviously when he was at Kentucky, the whole big thing for people to troll Kentucky fans was to say, Kenny Payne won those games, right? Sure. Um, at the time, I feel like there was a little bit of credence to that because it did kind of feel like Kenny Payne was really involved, um, few times where he had to step in if Calipari may have been uh, ejected or something like that, he did well. There was kind of these, like, I think everybody kind of felt like he might have had a lot to do with the success of Kentucky. Um, was that one of the main reasons why you was excited? Did you feel like it, it was kind of him leading the program? Well, not just that, but look at all those players from Anthony Davis to John Wall to – you know, uh, uh, Carl Anthony Towles, Julius Randle, and all those players 
that it seemed like uh, Kenny had a huge hand of recruiting him and bring him to Kentucky, you know, we kind of felt like he would kind of do the same thing Louisville, bring that level of talent. So, once again, I think there's talent on this basketball team, you know, but when they get on the basketball court, they, they're bad on defense, um, and they just make just silly mistakes, and you go, you know, what's going on? And, and some mistake you – and I think there's been time that Kenny has lost the game, especially last year, uh, because he just seemed like he didn't have the experience to, you know, you're up three with less than five seconds, you know, foul. And then you have a guy to hit a three, and then you end up losing the game. So you, you kind of feel like he just um, – he makes a lot of bad decisions as a coach, in your opinion? Yeah, there's no – it doesn't seem like there's an there is an objective you're trying to get. He's trying to get to. We we still don't know what his philosophy is after a year. You know, we still are not. You know, Bobby Valvano is the color commentary for Louisville, and he's got a, he's got a show in Louisville in the afternoon. And I listen to it sometime, and he said, "I'm still not sure what Kenny is want to run." Sometimes he understands what Kenny's trying to run. But what is his philosophy? What is his offensive philosophy? What is his defense philosophy? And it almost seemed like he's trying to throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks, and nothing's stuck yet. Do you think that um I know he I know what he means to the Louisville program, right? But do you think that with him not actually having a head coaching experience, do you think they should have passed on him? for just right now and build the program up first and then gave him a shot? Or do you think it was the right move? I think it goes back to what I said earlier with like uh, John Shire Duke and Hubert Davis. They didn't have head coaching experience either. You know, now they was on that bench for uh, Duke and Carolina. But if, if it wasn't going to be Kenny Payne, and Louisville's a top six to seven, eight program in the country. Who were they going to get? I mean, was there somebody out there that was going to make a splash? And I'm not sure there was. Um, so I think it was one of those things with with everything Louisville's been through over the last, you know, seven to eight years now. Kenny seemed like the one that kind of unify the fan base it made everybody excited so i think that's what it was but you gotta win basketball games and that's what he's not doing do you think that they by the end of this season let me let me first ask you this what are your expectations based on what you've seen so far for the rest of the season i don't know i i had expectation let me answer it this way I had expectation going into the season that he will win somewhere between 17, 18. Now, I mean, after watching them, you know, you lose to Chattanooga and you and watching the Kentucky Wesleyan game. I mean, they man, they can't guard a chair. <laughs> you know, they cannot guard a lamppost. So I'd still like to think that, but there's not enough evidence to 
for me to say he's going to turn it around. They say, I think there's talent on his team. But so expectation now is 10. And if he wins 10, that's not enough. Still think he'd have to be fired? Absolutely. I think I think right now a lot of people agree with you. Um I'm a let me let me throw something out there and let me let me just have you respond to it, right? I feel like with everything that had happened in the city around, you know, the Brianna Taylor situation, um I feel like they could be afraid that there could be some backlash if they fire Kenny Payne. What do you feel about about that type of uh, speculation? Well, I think, I mean, I think you have to be clear that if there was some pressure put on the University of Louisville by hiring a black head coach and mainly put on by Jerry Ease, uh, uh, um, uh, not Junior Bridgman, um, I can't think of his name right now, XUVA player from the 70s. So I think there was a little pressure there. And, you know, look, Kenny was a candidate. Uh, they interviewed Kenny before they hired Chris Mack. Now, it was more of a courtesy more than anything because everybody knew at the time Chris Mack was, was – it, it was the worst kept secret in America that Chris Mack was going to be the next coach of Louisville. Uh, but there may be something to that if Kenny was – at least 500. You can't go four and 28. You know, say that out loud, four and 28 at Louisville. You, you, you can't do that. And then you lose to Kentucky Westland and you win your first game by a team by one. And look, they play tonight. And, you know, I know this is recorded as Wednesday and you play, I think, you know, Compton State is ranked third to last in the Ken Palms. If you struggle with them, or God forbid you lose, you know, no telling how long this will last. You know, I don't think anybody is a fan of firing him this season. But that's, let's what, say I, you that's get, what I was getting ready to ask you next. If you think he's going, it's guaranteed that he'll make it through the season. But if you are, you know, January going in February and you only got four to five wins and you're, you know, four and 15 or, you know, something like that, there's no way he lasts a season. Do you think that, um, you know, how you brought up some of the ex-Louisville players came out and endorsed him big time and, and you know, whatever. Do you think that... um? that those same players will have to make statements again in order to get him removed, so to speak? Or do you think they're just going to remain quiet? Or what? how do you think? I mean, what can they say? I mean, at the end of the day, what can they say? I mean, look, we have faith in them, and it didn't work out. I mean, if, if you only win four games this year, what can you say? The proof is in the pudding. I mean, he's got to win basketball games. He's got to turn this around. And he's got to turn around quick. Yeah, I, ne I never really seen nothing like this with a program like Louisville that struggled this bad. Um, and are you surprised because of the transfer portal that 
he wasn't able to lure some better players? Or do you think it was the investigation that held that up? Um, you know, I think there was a little bit of that. It's look, and it could be the shoe thing. I've heard, you know, Dale Griffin Jr. went on Facebook Live when they lost to Kentucky Wesleyan and said, You just gotta get out of Adidas. As long as you're with Adidas, this is gonna keep happening. Now, I don't know. There is some truth to that. Patino talked about that when he was at Louisville. You know, let's be honest. This is the one, that's what brought the second cloud over Louisville in the first place was the shoe company uh, with Adidas and, and that. So, but you are in the era of NIL. So, you know, Kenny's has been close on quite a few players. A couple of players that's playing for UK right now. How do you not get DJ? How do you, your grandfather is on the bench. How do you not get DJ? You know what I'm saying? Do you I, think, that still blows my mind. Do you think that um, yeah. do you think that DJ was supposed to be the quote unquote like uh the spark, if you will, or I don't want to call him the savior of the program, but do you think he was supposed to be kind of like what John Wall was to us, the first one that was supposed to commit and then bring the wave with him? Right. I mean, I think it was just one of those things where you know, I, I wouldn't say savior, but just say I think when Kenny got the job and you looked at every recruiting service, it was only a day or two where the crystal balls went from Kentucky to Louisville. And it stayed Louisville for several months. Then all of a sudden, they start whispering, no, DJ's going to Kentucky. He's going to Kentucky. And then he went to Kentucky. And then, you know, it came down to Louisville and Kentucky for Bradshaw. And Kentucky wins that battle. So, it's just like there's one or two of those you got to close. And uh, um, the the kid um, that went to Indiana, it came down to Louisville, Indiana, and he ended up going to in Indiana. And he's been the bridesmaid over the last two years quite a few times um, with, you know, transfers and, and, and freshmen. And so I think Louisville fans wanted to see him close the deal. But then you get a Scott Clark and you get a Trey White and you get some of these transfer and you're like, okay, you know, Trey White is the uh, Pac-12 freshman of the year. We're good. Okay, that's fine. He can score. You get Scott Clark, who's a five-star. You get a couple of uh, players that were five-stars, you know, All-American. And then they get to Louisville and you see him play a game and it's like you can see he got talent, but they don't look like they can play. I mean, they're not a they're not playing as a team. You see Mike James, who was left over from the Chris Mack, and you can see that Mike James can play. But you know, there's seem like there's no chemistry. He doesn't have a set lineup yet or a set rotation. And you know, we just don't see progress yet. Um I know you can't really, you know, judge too much about the assistant coaches, but there was also a lot of talk about this super assistant coach staff, if you will. Um, speak about how you feel about them overall, or did, did you like the picks? Uh, did you like the hires? Or did you feel like maybe they were too out of touch with today's generation? Like, just in general, how do you and feel I, about I, it? I really I, 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 that's not what I think. I mean, Nolan Smith is, what, in his 30s? 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, Nolan Smith comes from Coach K. I mean, he's under Coach K's tree. You know, his father played the Louisville, so obviously he has some roots. You know, Danny Manny is one of the greatest college basketball players we have ever seen. And, you know, he's been a head coach and been on the bench for a long time now. Uh, so those are the two main ones. Um, so I don't I don't think that's it, but it's just like who is the X nose guy on on the bench? Who is the defensive guy? And those are just questions that when I listen to some of these Louisville calling shows, that's what they're asking. You know, they said they just see the the assistants on the bench just sitting there. And they was like, you know, what's going on? How engaged are those? And I, I don't know if that's fair or not, but those are the questions that's being asked. Um. Also, like, I want to I want to go back to like the amount of revenue, like that's probably being lost, right? Um. Do you how much do you think that that's going to play a, a factor, regardless? And and if they do make a mid season change. Do you think it, it that it could spark some interest, or do you think people are just checked out this year already? I, you know, obviously, the answer to your first question is that you know, look, financial drives the bus. We we know that. So if you only get if you start getting constantly less than ten thousand people, if you the only reason you get. 20,000 is because Kentucky's in the building or Duke's in the building. When you play in a Clemson or you play in a Wake Forest or a Georgia Tech, you got less than 10,000 people, then yeah, the, that's the fans telling you something. You know, Louisville is used to getting 20. Let me put it to you like this Peyton Siva sent out a tweet Friday night and showed the Yum Center full. He said, This is what I'm used to playing in front of. Didn't matter who they were playing, it was twenty two thousand people in there. I mean, they could be playing me, you, and Q, and they was gonna get twenty two twenty two thousand people in there. And now, you you're struggling to get nine thousand people in there, and and because you know you won four games last year, four and twenty eight. That's, that's hard to say, and it's even hard to hear. No, it really is. Um... Even even with everything that was hanging over y'all's head, I definitely expected y'all to be um at least a mid range ACC team. Uh, right. I'm not David necessarily saying games. say what David Padgett won twenty games. <laughs> you know, David Padgett was a uh 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 Dina Dell baseline violation where he decides to run the baseline when he didn't have the baseline and the lucky bank shot of making the tournament by beating number one Virginia. They beat number one Virginia. They That team is in the tournament with everything that went on after that. You know what I'm saying? And I mentioned Chris back in COVID. You know, that, 20, that uh, 2020 team of Louisville they could have won the national championship. They Thanks was going so. in the ACC tournament of, you know, probably no worse than a three seed, no worse than a four, you know, nationally. But let's say they won the ACC tournament. They could move up to a two. Then then COVID happened. Yeah. And so we don't know what could have happened with that team. And then the next year, 
He thought he was in the tournament, had a couple of, of COVID uh, pauses, and you get blown out by Wisconsin. You get blown out by some, I think it was North Carolina, and you only had 13 wins. You was 13 and seven. You only played 21 games, and you don't get in the tournament. So then you bring Kenny in, and you win four games. And so it's just has spiraled out of control. And Kenny, not it. It's one thing if you can stop the bleeding. You are bleeding out even more now since Kenny took over. Yeah. Um. As far as the ACC is concerned, um, what, how much confidence do you have in the ACC? Um, and do you think there's any winnable or stealable games? I should say. Yeah, I think there's always going to be some winnable games if it's Georgia Tech, if it's Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I think Clemson's supposed to be pretty good. Syracuse got beat by Colgate last night or something. So you got winnable games. You got to win those games. You know, like I said, there's talent. If he's able, if they're able to gel together and play, they may be able to play with anybody. But right now, it's just looked like they're daring headlights. And um, I don't know if you uh, remember, but when I was on the radio show, I did say that uh, Louisville was one of the games that scared me just because I feel like the pressure of Louisville being so bad with what we are, how much hype is around our program, even though, um, you know, I like that they put us ranked pretty low, the lowest ranking of Calipari's era at Kentucky. Um because I think it um, takes a little bit of pressure off the boys. But always playing Louisville is always scary. And this one is probably one of the most scariest ones to me because if we lose to this Louisville team, man, this could be one of the worst losses, even worse than some of the tournament games that we've had over the last couple of years. Um, do you well, think they got any shot at Kentucky? Let me see how they play Sunday. Because they play Texas on Sunday. And if they win that, they can more than likely play UConn the next day. Now, I mean, they even going to play UConn or Indiana after playing Texas. So, you know, look, I was just listening to Louisville Radio, you know, a couple hours ago, and they said, look, what a lot of Louisville fans want right now is to go to New York and not get embarrassed. Um, so, I mean – this isn't Louisville basketball. We should be, we should expect to win every single game that Louisville plays. Not saying you're going to, but expect to be in every single game. And right now, the fan base, there's no confidence that you you can beat Bellman coming up in a couple of weeks. And that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, man, for you guys, uh, very fortunately. For me, um, <laughs> this is just, uh, I don't even know how to describe what's going on, man. Um, do you think that if, if he makes it past this season, do you think he can he can turn it around into something special? Or do you think it's just going to basically be him hanging on each year until they put him out of his misery? If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win at least half the games, he's going to be put out of his misery. Fans are not going to stand for it. They're just not. I mean, he has truly lost the fan base, and we're only two games in. And you, that's hard. If you had to, um, 
do an approval scale uh, from 1 to 10, what's your approval rating of him right now? Derek, 4 and 28. <laughs> I mean, say that out loud. 4 and 28. You won four games. How can I give how can I give him a one on that? <laughs> oh man, we gotta at least give him a one, man. That's that's the lowest we can go. One to ten. We gotta give him four a one. Four and twenty-eight. Did you uh what? I don't know, man. Did when you when he first took over the program, you was excited, right? So when how many games in did you start to sit back and go, whoa? This is just not what I like. Did you give him a little bit of a grace period initially? I, I, I did, but when he lost last year in the exhibition to Lenore Ryan, and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. And look, I understand sometimes teams lose exhibition, no big deal, you know, but you never saw improvement of the team. And, and one of the biggest disappointments of last year. Last year was L. Ellis, not L. Ellis. Um, uh, can't even think of his name. That the big guy who oh, yeah. under Chris Mack came on late, and I remember he had like twenty five and twelve against Duke, you know, and they played really well and only lost by you know six or seven, and he comes in so out of shape, and he was awful last year. I mean, I was, I was done with him. I didn't want to see him anymore. And Kenny was just like, well, he's got to work in his body. Like, what has he been doing all summer? What have y'all been seeing all year where now he can't make a post move on somebody 6'7 without getting it blocked? So, and 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 that's the other thing. Kenny was supposed to be this big man guru. And our big man has been awful. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, he was known to work some magic with our guys. Uh, so that is kind of shocking, actually. Man, Kenny Payne, brother. Um, well, give me give me your closing statements about the uh, about the program, man, because we ain't got to beat it to death. I pretty much uh, I know where you stand. But just one last time for everybody, just give a closing uh, statement on, on the state of the culture of Louisville basketball. Look, I hope within the next month and a half he can turn it around, that we do see improvement. We see the guys playing hard. And I have no question that they're playing hard. They're just playing badly. You know what I'm saying? But be able to see something that we recognize, okay, this is good basketball. Okay, we they're taking good shots. They're getting rebounded and not getting out-rebounded out by 15 by Kentucky Westland. You know, just things like that. that you can't beat good team. If you play like that, Kentucky's going to beat you by 40 in your building. You know what I'm saying? Duke is going to embarrass you. North Carolina's going to embarrass you. You probably won't even get ha across half court against Virginia. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get many shots at all against Virginia, much less rebounds. So we just want to see improvement and say, okay, I can recognize this game again. Well, there you have it, man. From uh my favorite Louisville guy, Sean Gurdon. Um still L's up. Still L's up, man. We we win Saturday, we're playing in the ACC championship game. 
Hey man, I gotta give y'all a little. I'm 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 scared. I'm definitely scared uh to see y'all on the football field right now. I didn't I didn't expect it to be honest with you. Um I thought with the moves that Kentucky's football program made in the offseason, I thought we was gonna be a little stronger than we was. I thought we was gonna be ready to go. And um you guys came out of nowhere and shot me, man. Um I have heard people say that the your schedule is is a little weak and it might be a little fool's gold, um, but we'll see, man. Uh, well, I mean, look, we we bullied we bullied Notre Dame. True you know, say Duke's a physical game, and you know we beat them pretty good. Look, Louisville's got a lot of speed, a lot of speed on offense, and their defense is physical. So, and your de- and their defense is all is going to keep them in a lot of football games. Yes, sir. Well, we'll see, man. But anyways, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. And uh, like I said, I'll probably be checking back in with Sean and some of my other Louisville guys uh, keeping me updated on the program. But we'll get back at it next time on Sports and Discourse with Derek Stevenson. We'll holler at you, Sean. Peace.